So this will be part of a little series where I'll ask writers as many as I can or the mysterious questions that don't really need or probably don't have answers, which is uh, what they think in the end writing is beyond ideas of academia and journalism, its purpose and its mystery. My hardly guest, my fellow writer, my willing victim, my beloved friend, John Boyne, John Boyne is a very rara avis indeed, a rare bird among Irish writers because not only is he relatively young, but he has written the most incredible series of books, um, History of Loneliness, um, and famously, possibly accidentally in a funny sort of way, in a very meaningful way also, uh, The Boy in the Striped Pyjamas. Um, I think the readership for Boy in Striped Pyjamas is three times the population of this country when I was born. That's how I like to think about it when I'm grizzling in my study, uh, cursing John Boyne and his genius. So John, with that um, gentle and loving introduction. Um, it's hard for me to follow that now. Because, you know, I am 62, I've been working for 40 years, that's just an accident of birth and of time, but it's been the most important thing in my life, uh, writing, and it has struck me recently that I actually don't know what it is, what the purpose of it is, where it comes from generally, and how it lives and breathes in human beings, and why they, they have an attachment to it. Um, could you answer a general question, what the hell is writing? Well, I don't know if I can answer it uh, as being definitive, Thank but I've given, it, uh, I've given it some thought mm. um, over the weekend. And I think a lot of it comes down to um, a word which is uh, in the title of one of my books that you mentioned, um, loneliness um, and isolation. And for me, um, it has been about... Um, combating the, um, the, the various fears inside myself since mm. I was a kid. You mentioned there you've been you know, writing for 40-something 40, uh, 40 years. And mm. you know, I started writing quite seriously around the age of 15. Mm. So it would be about 30 years now. And as a kid and as a teenager, I was very shy and very introspective and um, didn't play well with others, really. Mm. And writing was the one thing that got me through um, all of those years and my adult years. Um, and I think a lot of the time I find myself creating the lives in fiction that I wish I was brave enough to live myself in some way and that I've never had the ability to, which is possibly why I've written a lot of things about the past because mm. I like the sort of sense of adventure mm. of the past. But it's, uh, you said there it's, the most, it's been the most important thing to you and it's, it's been, you know, it's a bit of a cliche to say, you know, the phrase that something saves you, but I feel that it has saved me at many times in my life, particularly over the last couple of years when, um, you know, I've gone through quite a difficult time uh, personally in the last couple of years, a marriage breakup. Mm. And the one thing I could keep doing mm. during it all was right. 
you yes. know it was yeah. i never had any problem with that you know i never yes but maybe stopped. even more signally and more wonderfully you you know you made a tremendous book out of that desolation the yeah. hearts invisible furies you know such yeah. a tremendous book which you were kind enough to give me when you were down in my house yes and well and it's it's funny which you know and it's the only book of mine which is at least mm. it's supposed to be funny and um maybe i needed that humor at the time yes and it is it's it i think as i'm getting older i realize that outside of my immediate family it's the only thing i can rely on it's the one yes. thing that's always there for me um every single you, day you remind me of bumping into john mcgahan towards the end of his life i think he'd written memoir and of course i was very po-faced with him and said oh i read your book and it's so beautiful and he looked really cross and he said yes but did you laugh you know uh, that's what he was thinking of. Yeah, the signal, uh, beneficent glory of laughter, and the hardest thing to make in a book, surely. Yeah, I think making people laugh is very hard. Mm. But also, um, I always aim like you know. I think the, the word page turner mm. is really what we should all mm. aim for too. It's one of those words that seems derogatory in some way, but actually, you know, the the greatest novels are are page turners. You know, yes. you don't want to put them down. Yes. Um, and, and you're doomed without that. without that. But we're talking about pages and we're talking about books and we're talking about actually talking about writing. Well, but what do you make of the fact that the actual thing we're doing existed long, long, long before the technique of writing things down? That actually our proper, so you mentioned loneliness, I mean the condition of writing presupposes in a way you have to be on your own to do it unless mm. you're a very unusual sort of person and that then may produce a certain sort of point loneliness but is it really um is it because we, we it's ridiculous to try and set up say if you do have 10 million readers 10 million firesides where you're sitting there in one chair and the person's on the other side and the reason it has to be a page turner in essence, is because you've got to keep that person awake beside the fire. You've got to delight them and thrill them and move them and make them laugh and make them cry. But that's the sort of job. Do you, where do you see the lingering oral nature of... I, I think what, what that suggests to me is if we go back to sort of original storytelling mm -hmm. that has now become writing, mm -hmm. it does make you ask the question, well, what will it be a thousand years from now? Yes. Maybe it won't be about writing it down, maybe it will be about something we can't even conceive of. Or even remembering yet. it again. Yeah, you know, so, you know, that would be interesting mm. to know. Um, but I, I think we, we also have to think as readers, not just as writers, that the reason I suppose most of us are writers is because we love books and we started reading when we were very young mm. and those books meant something to us in some way. Mm. And, you know, the act of, the act of not just reading, but giving it to somebody to read and maybe being able to tell them that in this character who is nothing to do with me and is set somewhere else mm. in a different country, that's where you'll find the truth about me, um, mm. more than over a pint in a pub or something. But who in your, yeah, who in your childhood, so I'm thinking also, you know, the people you loved as a child in your family, if you had them, there was that sense that the words coming out of their mouths were almost like ticker tape. It was almost like they were writing on the air, that you understood and loved them through this language and that their whole personalities were created 
by an accumulation of things that they said. Mm. Um, was there somebody like that? Or were, were there to be honest, that... I don't think there was. Really? I mean, my, that's not to say that like my parents were very were, and are great readers um, and would mm. you know encourage us in reading. But I don't remember there being a person. Grandfather, grandmothers? No, they all died very young. Right. Um, no, it was for me. It was it was it was a building. It was the library itself. Right. You know, it was going down there, and it was the physical object. Yeah. Um, there wasn't really a person, and even in school, when I started writing, uh, um, I was actively discouraged from writing fiction. Hmm. Um, you know, the, the teachers would insist to write, you know, these very, you know, tiresome prose essays. essays. That, yes. Um, and I would try to turn it into something made up. My beautiful teacher at CUS, a man called Gus Hurley, um, took a story from me instead of an essay and gave it a B. Hmm when I was 16 and started me as a writer, just by doing that, that very thing you're talking about, where you don't have to engage with this other language in this other dress, but it's a, a primal place for your language. Yeah. So how- I, I, When I found that quite restrictive and I found it, mm. um, I remember like in, constantly being told things like, you know, you can't start a sentence with but, or you can't start a sentence with and, and feeling, so nonsense, and feeling why can't I, you know, yeah. and still, you know, the, the Joyce thing, if you know the rules of grammar, you can yeah. break them. Yeah. Um, if you have a reason to do it, then yeah. why can't I? And the teacher could never give me a reason other than to tell me because it's bad English. Yeah. Um, I so, know, as if there was any other sort of English well, yeah, in, in you know, Ireland, like, well, yeah, I historically. Mean, none of us go around speaking proper, correct English all no. day long. That's not, what, that's not how we we communicate as humans. No, so, they, the book dies on its dies in its trousers if you do that. Yeah, yeah, just, you have to speak in a colloquial mm. way. And, the, and that's the joy of, of writing the pony of language. Yeah, and the it's, rewriting. It's, it's, it's half in charge. It's a Native American pony, it's half in charge of the writer. Well, that's the part, that's what I love most because, because uh, I don't plan novels in advance. Yeah. I don't know really what they're going to be about. I suspected you didn't. I, I, I start and I just, yeah. go and I trust myself and I find yeah. that it'll, it'll go somewhere. Do you, do you yeah. ever, um, out of sheer anxiety or maybe you're a better, just better person than me, but sometimes I, I, I read for a year because I, I have an anxiety that if I haven't put something in my brain, if I haven't worked, uh, then, then I will be somehow failing in my duty. But then I realized that that's not the case. The book was going to be what it was long before you started to read, but you don't have that anxiety. You don't have the scholars. I don't really. And I remember actually you saying when I was over in your house there recently that uh, over here you keep the books that you're, that um, are informing the novel that you're writing, you know, mm. all the, your research. Mm. And thinking to myself, I don't have such books. I don't um, think I should call it research. Maybe that was the wrong word. But, no, but no, the, no, the, but I probably did say that. Yeah. But I think it's the wrong word. I think it's more um, trying to get other books to gang up on your side yeah. when you're going to approach something really scary and difficult, like Native American history, for instance. Mm. So, okay, it's so the physical book, it's the temple of the book, the library. It's John looking around the world and feeling certain things about the world, and then this was a place of is it solace and refuge, the library? Yeah, safety. 
Okay. And you were able to add to the store of books with you know similar minds. Is that writing people. then for you to add to the? Oh yeah, because there's in the you know there's a there's a thing I always say to wildness though to do that. There's a thing I always say Jesus. to kids when I go into schools, and I always say to them that from a very young age, reading and writing were completely connected mm. to me. I couldn't do one without doing the other, mm -hmm. and I still feel the same way that I felt I, I was so passionate about reading that I I couldn't be on the outside of it. Right. That I had to be, you know. I had to be in there doing it. But I yet, to be not reading it. specifically for a book. No, you mean no, just reading, reading, just yeah, that what, See, whatever I emotions I got from mm. the books that you know, uh, whether they you know made me laugh or scared or sad, yeah. or whatever. Um, I wanted to be able to produce those emotions for somebody myself. In in some weird, and it's probably a stupid thing to say in a way, but I felt I didn't want to spend my whole life reading if I couldn't be, um, if I couldn't be one of the people contributing to the reading culture. You know, I wanted my books in the library, my books on the shelves. Do, do you ever get a sense, since Einstein suggests to us that we just don't have the senses to comprehend the nature of time and that all things are happening all the time, everywhere, they're just this endless conglomeration of events. So therefore, you can also be writing not just forward into seeming narrative time, but back. Do you feel, I mean, where, if you were to look for the traces in your, if you were look, looking for the traces of your work before you, where would you go? I mean, we're, we are um, Homo sapiens sapiens, we're told, 200,000 years old, which is a very strange short time, isn't it? How strange that mm -hmm. is. All these other hominids, though, that we are also stretch, stretching back millions of years. Do you feel that the solace of writing is also in some ways a, a backward cry or doff of the hat to all those creatures that have gone before us to say, you know, thank you for persisting. It was sort of worth it. And this is what I've done with my time. Do you know what I mean? I do. And, it, you know, it's funny that you asked that question because I started work on something about six weeks ago, a new mm. novel that literally begins in the year zero. Right? And I wanted to start right there in the year zero. <laughs> And where I am at the moment is I'm up to about the year 620. And, and I'm just letting it play out this as it plays wonderful. out. This is wonderful. you just mean you know, year zero 200,000 years ago? No, no, no. Year zero as in um, like 2018 years ago. At the, like, at the zero AD, you know, oh, so of this oh, my current, um, current time span that we're in. Who is that fellow, um, yes, that we were still following? Yeah. Time um, and, and I've never gone back to that time in history before uh, and all my most recent books have been very contemporary what is year um, zero zero i mean ultimate zero well i'm the starting first with day the, of homo sapiens uh, i'm starting with the, the the slaughter of the innocents with herod right. killing the babies um and that seems to be a good place to start yeah. um but and i'm, I'm really i literally have no that? idea where i'm going on extraordinary i asked uh, you that i've written about thirty thousand words and i'm up to like 600 years into history I'm just letting it play out as it plays out. That question just popped so, into my head, by the way. So you obviously caused it. Um, and it's, yeah, but it's just, it's just playing out before me as I write it. And mm. it's one of the, do you ever find, uh, one of the things I always love that happens is, you know, when you, you, you put something out, maybe something about a character or something that's happening, and you don't know why it's there, but then it reveals itself mm -hmm. two chapters later or something. It's, mm -hmm. I sometimes think these stories are right here at the back of the head. And we're kind of mining away to get at them, even though I say I don't plan them and I don't um, know where I'm going when I start. I sometimes wonder whether they they are there somewhere, and you know, you're just kind of digging your way to to find it. And if if you had to put um, a measure of importance on writing, I mean, at this time in your life, 
And you see working for 30 years, interestingly. Yeah. Um, there, there may have been times when you lost faith in it. I have no idea. I suspect we all do occasionally. But what is the ultimate value in it? We're just beside the government, so yeah. presumably there's something about governance that's valuable. I don't know. Well, it's, my, my, days, my, my days would be empty. They, you know, I, they would be literally empty if I, if I wasn't doing it. it you know, it, I, we all work differently as writers, but it always surprises me sometimes, the writers who spend, say, three or four years not writing between mm. books. Mm. And I think, what are you doing with your days? You know, and you know, maybe they're thinking up their next book or something. But yeah. I literally wouldn't know what to do when I got out of bed if, if, if I didn't have my computer to go to and the next scene to write and mm. you know to keep the story going i wouldn't know what to be thinking of during the day as i'm walking down the street mm. if not you know what's what's going to happen next and mm. and who are these people i'm creating and and why am i doing it you know with it why am i writing this particular story what's my motivation behind it um so it is it is absolutely the so that's not, most a, that's not a job that's not and on that's the bird song of you as a bird is is writing. You're, you're just, the yeah. noise you make in the world. But but it's 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 also, and like you know, I'm I'm not. Some some writers you know will say that they hate it, and they hate writing, and I've they never understood that. I've never understood it either. It drives surely me crazy. They're, surely they're lying just for fun. Well, I, I I actually think it's 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 very arrogant and it's very unfair to those people who haven't had because you know yourself. There's an element of luck involved yeah. in just being able to. Well, get whatever luck is, and, but it's definitely all luck. Yeah, whatever and, it is. Um, I still like it as much as I did when I started out, if not more. Mm. Um, it's still, it's on a good day when it's going well. It's what gives me my whole sense of purpose, my whole sense of life. You mm. know, when it comes to the end of my life. Do you do you value? Do you set a value on yourself in proportion to how? Um, revered you are, or you set? A, let me say that for you. Or do you set a value on yourself uh, in relation to how well you think you're working? Or does that matter? It would be the latter. It would be, um, for example, right now, because I'm engaged in this first draft and I'm excited by it, I feel really good. Right. You know, I feel better than I would feel if um, a book, if it was something was finished and it was coming out and people were just saying, you know, say the publishing house, people were saying, oh, we really like it. Um, that's all very well. And that's nice, mm. of course. Um, and it's nice when a book comes out if people read it and people say nice things to you about it, that's good. But I feel at my best personally at times like this where I'm totally engaged on it and excited by the process. And, mm. you know, setting out always thinking I'm going to write the, you know, the greatest novel ever written and you hope for the best. Yeah. I think so. Well, it sounds to me like physically and spiritually you are writing in a sense. So the answer to my question is what is writing is it's, it's John Boyne. And thank you so much, John. Okay, thank you. <laughs>